All right, welcome everybody to the Caregivers Care Jar podcast. Uh, once again, we're looking forward forward to another exciting episode. My name is Vaughn Foy, the voice brander, and I'm here with my wonderful friend and co-host, Miss Christy. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, this is a uh, special episode because we have a wonderful guest, uh, and the title of the episode is Caregiving as a Sibling, and slash, you almost get a bonus um, today because we're going to talk a little bit about IHSS, which we just learned that in several states it's not called IHSS. We'll talk about that later, but it's in-home support services. And uh, so our special guest today is Miss Cassandra. Hello, and thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so looking forward. This is our first um, podcast with someone else other than me and Miss Christie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are excited um, about how this is going to go. Um, one of the things that we always say as a caregiver that it's our calling and it's happening for us and that it's not happening to us. Uh, here at the Caregiver's Care Jar, we are the voice and the ear for our fellow caregivers. And this is the platform where you can listen to, be supported, and also share uh, your stories and um, we get help and give help for one another. So without any further ado, we're gonna start on today. Um, so actually kind of, Miss Christy, why don't you kind of introduce, this is a good friend of yours. She and... is my good friend. <laughs> Boy, do I love this lady. So Cassandra <laughs> and I go actually kind of way back uh, before my boys were born. Right. So about 30 years almost. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's been a long time. She saw me, she knew my first husband and saw me through a lot of my chaos and mm. knew me before I had my son who was disabled. So yeah, this we are good, good friends, and amazing. she's a great anchor, a great support, someone who loves me unconditionally, and definitely pulls me through the trenches on my worst of days, and gets to enjoy me on some of my best of days. So, <laughs> well, it goes both ways. Yeah, <laughs> but I love wow. her so much. So, say hi, Cassandra. Hi, Cassandra. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is going to be very, very special. So um, we're going to jump right in and um, just share with us. uh, One of the things we mentioned is that you're um, a caregiving sibling. Mm -hmm. And uh, take care of my brother. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us about that. What tell us that whole what that is and what that looks like. How'd that come about? Well, My brother has always been disabled, um, and my mother and father passed away, so my sister was taking care of him, and then she got sick, and then she passed away. So then I ended up taking care of him, and it's kind of like we helped each other out Mm -hmm. because I had been laid off from work, and I wasn't able to find a job. And then all of this happened. So, yeah, it's like we came together and we, we both help each other and mm. stuff. So, Wow. And was your your um, sister was older or younger sister? Uh, she was older. Okay. Yeah, so she passed away from breast cancer. Mm. And, and it went quick, so I didn't have time to prepare. Because mm. I remember her in the hospital. I'm like, where do you keep all your paperwork and stuff? You know, because I'm like, just in case. Wow. But, yeah. And so it was, I got thrown into it 
Wow. And yeah, then I found out about IHSS through a friend. And then I just, you know, worked on getting all of that taken care of. And that took a little while and stuff. So. Gotcha. Can, uh, for our audience, kind of sh- um, share, and for me, because I don't know, I know you and Christy, don't you? <laughs> but um, so the story, like with your your parents had passed, and like what was the timeline from when your parents passed and your sister passed, and and to what, you know, how, when did you become like the... So I've been taking care of him, I believe, for, this is going on the seventh year. Mm-hmm. So, um... God, my memory is so bad. My mom and dad have been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. My dad at least 20 years. And I think my mom has been about, maybe about 12 years. And my sister was taking care of him for the most part. Um, and I would just, they're both introverts. Mm-hmm. And so it worked for them. I'm an extrovert. <laughs> so... I don't communicate well with him and she did, but, um, she got sick and then that's when I started stepping in more. And then when she got, you know, towards the end, she had cancer for about three years and stuff. So, Mm. but towards the end, that's when I was like, Oh great. Now it's my turn. Mm. And at first I didn't want to do it, which I'm sure a lot of us go through where we're like, is this something we want to take on? Because we know it's going to consume our life and everything. But I really had no choice. It was either take care of him or he was going to end up in a facility. And I'm not going to lie. Like I've had resentment towards my brother because he's always got more attention from when we were kids and stuff. But, you know, I was like, I don't want to see anybody abuse him. Mm -hmm. So that's when I took it on and stuff. So. Interesting. So, so what's kind of unique and different with your story is, um, you know, like we say, it's like a calling or or something that happens for us, not to us, but you, you were able to like kind of watch it come about rather than something suddenly that you, like in my case, and my mom had a stroke and then it was like instant life change. Yeah. You've seen it and you're like, oh, man, oh, whoa. And you really got to see coming to you. So that's yeah. kind of really. Yeah, because I remember when my dad was on his deathbed, he, that was one of the last things he said to me. He's like, take care of your brother. Wow. And I was like, don't ask me to do that. You know, because mm. I'm like, I know if I promise you, I'm going to have to do it. Mm. And then, um, well, I didn't have to right away. So, but yeah, then it was my turn. And even though I do have another sibling, I, you know, I have another brother, older brother, and he lives in the Bay Area. Mm. Um, he's he he's like I'm not doing it. He's like I can put him in a facility by my house. He's like, but he's not living with me mm-hmm. and stuff. So I was like, okay, wow. Well, but like I said, it ended up helping both of us. So now this is my my new career. Yeah, yeah. So mm. it's funny how things work out. Yeah, it is. Can mm-hmm. I ask? Um, um, like how, how was your your relationships with your brothers and everything younger before the disability, or or was this had it always been? No, he was born. Yeah, he was okay. born with that disability. Okay. Um, relationship wise, we didn't really have a relationship. You know, it was because he's he's autistic, so okay. he's in his own world. Mm. He doesn't speak a lot either. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh-uh, okay. No. Yeah. But um. 
so we didn't it's not like I sat down and had chats with him and stuff. We just always made sure he had what he wants. He's pretty simple. He just likes to watch movies and and um just TV mm-hmm. and go to the movies. Mm-hmm. And then he's fine. So he's not a lot of autistic kids um that are younger, they're you know, they're a little more advanced mm-hmm. because now they recognize it and stuff. So they might be able to play video games, stuff like that. Gotcha. He's just the simple. Just gotcha. TV and stuff. Mm. But um no. I mean we, we got along fine. Gotcha. But he, he liked my sister more than me. Okay. Yeah, because mm. he I, they just they communicated better. Yeah, their communication style was different. Mm. So interesting. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah, so yeah, so I'm sure there's several in our audience that you know um, you know where you have um, an autistic sibling or an autistic and so how was it for you, like you said, you didn't necessarily have a relationship, you didn't really talk um, when it came to where now you're taking care of him, what does that look like kind of on the the day to day? Um, how how did that change from before taking care of him to now? You know, well, it's funny because he still doesn't talk to me. Is that, no, okay. right. only if he absolutely has to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to figure out if he's not feeling good. Um, I have to ask him questions, um, and he gets so offended. Anything I ask him, he gets offended by. So mm-hmm. it's like he does. Yeah, he. It's not an easy task because he's not. It's, I don't know. It's like he knows that I'm not that much older than him. So he doesn't, it's like he doesn't want me to be the boss of him. Mm. Like, you know, you're just a little bit older than me. So, right. yeah. So, mm. so it's like a power thing all the time. But, um, no, so we don't, we don't talk that much. So communicating with him, I just keep it very subtle. I mean, I just ask him the bare basics. Um, like, you know, how he's feeling, um, you know, I give him his medicine. If he has an appointment coming up, I let him know about his appointment. Um, you know, I'll ask him how he's doing and he'll just, you know, he'll say fine. Um, I'll ask him if he needs any supplies or anything. And if there is a, really the only time he will talk to me is if there's a movie he wants to see. That's when he'll come to me and tell me there's a movie he wants to see. Well, in general, though, he doesn't talk to people, period. Mm-mm. Outside, like, you talking to you is a big step mm. for him. Yeah, he does not like to communicate with people. Yeah, he does So he just keeps to himself. So mm. I don't take him places, mm. um, even though I'm, like, heavily with the union. Mm. And when we have functions, I don't take him. So I don't think anybody's seen him from the union. <laughs> wow. And I've been with him for, like, six years. Wow. But um, that's because he doesn't like it he doesn't like to be around anybody right so and then the interesting thing is in the 70s there was no autistic it was just retardation Mm -hmm. and i've had them change it since i started taking care of him because of all of his his quirks and everything and i'm like he's not like it's not just retarded this it's because autistic people don't want to be bothered right they you know they get anxious if they're around a lot of people. Mm. 
And so there's different traits that he has. And even when I think back to when he was a kid, he still had all those traits and stuff. Okay. So I've slowly got them to change everything on his paperwork to autistic. To reflect, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because even in the 90s, they had my son diagnosed as just, mentally retarded. Yeah. Wow. Because they still hadn't come that advanced in the different realms right. of mental health and social anxieties and yeah. things. they've done yeah. amazing wow. they've really done amazing but yeah mm -hmm. people today will look at me and be like your son's not retarded and right. i'm like well he does he is delayed in areas he's slow mm -hmm. he's delayed in areas yeah. mm -hmm. but there i mean in some areas he'll have a full-on conversation he's very outgoing very he'll talk to anybody but yeah, yeah a little different than her sister so that's why i w wanted to make it clear like her brother doesn't talk like he, yeah. he doesn't talk to me when i'm but over now, there he knows how to talk but he just he does chooses not to yeah, yeah yeah and i think that's where some of your concerns were with him being in a home and in a place where he has a facility to stay at he's not going to talk and mingle with other people no and that will not at all. that will give opportunity for people to be rude and mean to him and he not say and anything, he not say anything. Right, and, that's and so it's not really the safest environment for him to be in something like that wow. so wow yeah 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 so you make a you make a you make the um the act of love to you take care of him to make the sacrifice to do that so that He's not going to go through. It's similar, like it's similar. Like, like I'm. I don't want. I don't want my mom. Like even when she was in the hospital, she wouldn't. Like we had to write notes on the wall to say she, she wasn't getting all her her care, yeah. the yeah. the right care, right? Yeah, yeah. she's not. She's not going to hit the nurse's button. She's not going to tell you she's in pain. She's not going to tell you that. We we had to speak for her. You had to be the voice. Yeah, be mm -hmm. the voice for her. So. Mm. Well, right. Yeah. That's just like when your grandkids are in the hospital, you mm -hmm. take that time off and you're there with them. Yeah. Because yeah. you're making sure that they get the right care. Yeah. 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 And you have to. Wow. Yeah. It's like, it's sad. But wow. it's like, you still have to be with them the whole time to be their voice. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It's definitely got it. And for the grandkids and my son, it's their eyes too. They always mm -hmm. want to know who's that person coming in the room. Mm -hmm. You got to tell them. Right. Well, that's your CNA. That's your doctor. That's and your... they can't see what they're doing to them Yeah. And they don't wow. know what they're in there for. And a lot of care, a lot of hospital staff won't, you know, they're just in their routine and in their element of what they're getting. They don't always introduce who they are and why they're there and what they're doing. Right. So... Because yeah. they don't reckon, um, I shouldn't say they don't, but they don't always recognize, oh, this is the patient. These like we had to tell she she doesn't walk. She yeah. can't go to the bathroom by herself. Yeah. You know, please yeah, she can't feed herself. Yeah, because a lot of them don't read their notes probably. No, they just walk yeah. and they're yeah. doing the rounds and it's just easier to plaster the sign above the bed. Yeah. You know, patient is blind, patient yeah. needs help, you know, check on regularly for calls and stuff, because yeah, won't well, they won't call. Because you can't be there. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. I mean, even in your brother's case, you could put, you know, patient doesn't speak. So, yeah, I haven't been in that situation yet. So, thank yeah. God. But yeah, yeah if, if he goes, that's just like when I take him to get his lab work, I have to be right there with him because mm -hmm. I don't know if he's going to try to punch him out or something. <laughs> right. For wow. touching him and yeah, yeah trying and to so get I his have blood. To, I have to explain to him. You know, they're, you're going to give blood. She's going to do this. But now he's used to it. So mm. because I go always go to the same one. Yeah. So it's yeah, like okay. take him, get his haircut, take him to the same one. So then he knows and he, he's used to it and stuff. Wow. But yeah. 
But yeah, if he mm. was ever hospitalized, I'd have to stay there with him. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So this the same routine for him is what works for him. Yes. Same people, same routine, same, yes. same, same, same. Yeah. Simple, simple, and simple. And that's just like when I, um, if I go on vacation or something, I have to, the only people that can take care of him are my kids. Because mm. he knows them. Wow. But if, um, I can't call the agency and have them send somebody. Wow. Because he'll act up. Gotcha. Yeah, he's not used to that. Wow. So, and I know a lot of caregivers because some of them, caregivers bar barter right. sometimes. Like, hey, I need to go do this. So if you could watch my person, right? I'll I'll give you the money for it, you know. Right. And then they'll say, but um, and then I can do this the favor for you, and I'm like, well, you know, I can help you out, but my brother's not gonna want you to, to be around him. So. Wow. So that puts like, wow, that's like, and how old are your kids that watch? Oh, my kids are in their, well, they're from 33 to 27. Yeah. Okay. But he's used to them, you know, he's yeah. known them since they were a baby and everything. Mm. Wow. So. so. He's comfortable with them. Right. Wow. So. Okay. And that's why, and, you know, and I always talk to them, you know, in case something happens to me, you know, I'm like, you got, one of you guys are going to have to step up. And take it over and stuff. So and you're already preparing them. Yeah. Yeah. Them. Grooming them for the future. And yeah. here's the paperwork and here's what you do. And here's the steps. And yeah. Yeah. So they know everything. And then, and then that's why I work with the union so much so that IHS will keep going. Mm -hmm. So then shoot, one day I might have to be on it. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, so I want it there for me. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, then someone else can get paid for taking care of him mm -hmm. and stuff. So, Wow. It's amazing <clears throat> that it, that the, the, the caregiving puts you in a place to where you get to think about future. You think about, you, you prepare, you, you plan, or at least it's you highly should. aware. Yeah, yeah you, should. You, you should. You should have, have a plan. To. Yeah. yeah. You should have a plan. If we make a plan for an earthquake... Here in California, why don't we have a plan for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's just like with Kristen. Disaster. She, you know, she knows that if something happens to her, that is already a plan. Brianna's probably her daughter's going to step in. Yeah, I already have the paperwork in motion. Mm. I I went to a notary and through my job and hired a person to draw up the paperwork. And yeah, so mm. between the two of my children together, right. Brianna will probably do more of the hands-on. Um, in that aspect, whereas my son will be more of the financial right. power of attorney, power of attorney mm -hmm. those kinds of things. And then collectively, yeah, they figure it out. Because in his mind, you know, a lot like Cassandra's brother, he's like, I don't want either one of them taking care of me. Yeah, he thinks he's fine. Right. That he doesn't and, need any help. Right, and right. so for him, I'm like, okay, so in the meantime, till, until you figure it out, son, right. this, is, this is what's in play. Right. But yeah, he he's very adamant that he he's going to live on his own mm -hmm. and i'm like mm, okay right. well let's let's go with that plan <laughs> and let's see how that works for a while and just kind of helping them figure it out which you know again when they're delayed mm. they don't always have the big picture right they just see what they see 
and you know he's a lo- he's a very simple minded as well so gotcha. he's like yeah no what's what's the problem yeah, i just this... live in this place in this house right here mom that you bought for me and i'm gonna be fine and i'm mm-hmm. like yeah and there's always money in the bank for you to go get out for it yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah because he's used to that lifestyle of just mm. i'm going out can you give me some money yeah right. Right. yeah it's like you know you have a lot you you only have so much to use yeah Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That's something she goes through. And yeah. Stuff. And then if you're taking care of your mom, you probably have to help. Do you um do her finances? Yeah, I'm power attorney, so all the bills. And we so we moved my family into her home, so mm-hmm. we live with her, and um, yeah, basically take care of everything. And does she ever fight you on it? No. No, my mom. Thankfully, she's, she's, she's the sweetest thing ever. Like, well, that's good. Yeah, she's yeah. Like, if anything happens to Vaughn, she could come stay with me because she's like <laughs> the sweetest. So simple. appreciative. So okay. Oh, yeah. that's what yeah, we're doing. Really, okay. Yeah. Um, Not like, like Jeffrey. I had to take care of my mom <laughs> before she before mm. she passed, and you know, and there was no, you know, I didn't get paid for it or anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was the opposite of your mom. Mm. She fought me on everything. I heard stories. I just my mom's caregiver was one of them. Uh, Carolyn was. We were just talking about telling her about the podcast, and she was saying, "Yeah, mom." She, her mom was like, "Up up to the day was total opposite." And yeah, was, I gotta have her on the program. Yeah, too, let's bring her like, on. It'd be great. Yeah, so you can get another perspective. Yeah. yeah, because there's a whole bunch of people who go through that, and I mean, even if your parents might not be disabled, but they're just older. So mm-hmm. you help them out with a lot of stuff. Right. And then they want your help, but they don't, they don't want to admit that. And they don't want they, to be told what to do. Right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. They're still holding on to some independence. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and yeah. And then they just drive you crazy. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather, um, always said, uh, once a man, twice a child. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like you become, you know, you're a child again. Yeah. Yeah. And you're taking this like, wow, I have my 15 year old son and I have my, my mom. And though I, it's funny because even just yesterday and this morning, she started, there's this, I don't know if it's a transition or another next phase or something, but I think she senses when we were, uh, cause we, we went out to Disneyland, took my son out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, me, my wife, and my son, and I don't know if she was just feeling that we were going to be gone, and actually for the whole weekend we left to Arizona, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and then she was coming out the room like normally she's totally sleep until like <laughs> seven in the morning. Now it's five o'clock in the morning, she's up and coming out, and so uh, what am I doing today? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, caregiver's going to be here in, in a couple of hours, so go back to bed. And it's like, yeah, but. So what are we eating, though? I'm, I'm going to need breakfast, Mom. It's, it's, you know, she was, like, keeping conversation going. It's like, we're trying to get ready to go. <laughs> we we got to go. It's, and just today and yesterday was like this. Um... Well, you changed your routine. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, true. she's you used to your you routine, guys. guys. That's true. That's true. Yeah. She's used to she's you like, guys. And, mm-hmm. she's like, right. and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Most people, when they have a caregiver, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, they get used to... That one person, they don't want anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't do it right. Right. You know, yeah. it's like you guys have a certain way that, you know, you probably feed her at a certain time. 
And, you know, you have a schedule for everything. Yeah, and you get somebody else coming in and they deviate because they don't know or, you know, they just might not make it right or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're having a fit. It's It's a trip because so in this last probably six months or so, I've adjusted... I've learned to be able to um, allow the caregivers to be the caregivers. Yes, I'm the main caregiver, or, you know, I'm there, I'm the son, but I want to get her, I, I've had her getting used to, like, her caregivers. She has a main caregiver, and there's some uh, additional ones that come in. And so so that I can do things like this, like the podcast, right. do what, you know, yeah, my so life. you can get other stuff done. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's interesting how she she's used to that, but it was it was the the flip was that it was like, mom, you you do this all, you know, we do this. This is how this is our routine, and I don't know, it was just something different, and I, I think I could see how she was just recognizing that it was changed up, or she yeah. knows that we were going to. Well, be yeah, because her routine gonna... was the same, but yours wasn't. Yeah, you weren't there when you're usually there. Right, right. It's yeah. Like, gone, so. She's like, it, hey, 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 where's my baby? I want my baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, that's one thing I definitely told my children is because just working with, um, you know, in the Alzheimer's um, ward um, mm. and um, I actually worked in a, in a whole facility, a whole home where they would bring them. And uh, one of the things we would do is give them dolls. Because mm. that would be their children. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And so one of the things that I told my kids is I said, okay, when I get old and I'm losing my memory, I go, just give me my three little dolls and mm. I'll walk around with my three kids and <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> give me a backpack, you know, whatever that it helps. is. My little back. It does because <laughs> it's like soothing for them. They, they'll hold Console. their babies. Yeah. They'll hold their babies and walk around and mm. it kind of helps them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. That's a whole different beast there, too. Yeah. yeah. Or if so you come it's in, like yeah. Every caregiver has, you know, with every different illness, you have different things to, to deal with. Mm. But with Alzheimer's, oh, my God. Or yeah. dementia. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they're reverting back to being a kid. That's really mentally challenging for you. Yeah. Because it wears you down and you're like... Oh my God! How many times do I have to repeat? This? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening. Seventeen. I'm your son. I'm your son. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's... and this is your grandson. Yeah. yeah who's that? Yeah. Who's in the house? Oh my yeah. God! Well, my like grandma you were saying, your mom yeah. was calling your son your brother. Yeah. Yeah, because she'd get a little confused. Yeah, and yeah, it's, and I can see she's it. starting to have those signs. Yeah, yeah. the dementia signs. Yeah, she's like she won't remember her days. Did you let her doctor know that? Yeah, we, yeah, doctors and a whole other thing. I need to change doctors, but. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you got to let them know all that stuff too. I need to let, <clears throat> I have to change doctors. Anyway. Uh, you don't have to tell us about that. We've been talking about that ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to change the doctor because I, well, I, I need it. We, she doesn't have a, like a diagnosis that she has to mention. And it's I, hard to get all that stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know very if. Very persistent this is the doctor to get it from or we change doctor and say, yeah, Hey, this, and I think that's, what's going to have to happen. Yeah. Someone who specializes in, in that. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think, um, um, and especially, well, and yeah, this is a great, quick question. And we can actually, this might be a segue to go into, uh, what about IHSS, 
how you got into there and what you do and because uh, I have a question regarding like this, um, especially like this is the time when we do the interviews to, or I don't know, I think it's assessment. Assessment. The yeah, annual assessment. assessment. Yeah. yeah. And like my brother's annual assessment is coming up soon. Mm. And even though I've been doing it for a while, every year I always get anxiety. Mm, yeah. So like, well, like Thursday, his um, worker, his actual, his um, social worker. Mm-hmm. No, no. His regional Okay. social worker okay she's a doll mm. um i love her she is very helpful um i found that you always need to be very um you need to be forward whatever who, whoever their workers are and try to get a good rapport with them because mm. if you do that then they'll help you gotcha and if they don't like you they can make it really bad for really you. hard for yes. you yeah so it's like even if they're like if, yeah, yeah they're irritating you don't let it show. Just mm. try to kill them with kindness. Right. <laughs> so I've learned that. And every assessment, every year it's a different person. Every well, yeah, year. their workloads are crazy. And then, They've got so many clients. And I remember a couple of years ago, this one guy came. And he goes, well, I'm going to be his worker from now on. And I laughed at him. <laughs> and I was like, mm. I'm like, you probably won't even be working here next year. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, and, and he was, his, his style was he had all the papers pre ready. He said, so has anything changed? He said, okay. He was so easy. And so I was organized. Like, oh my God, yeah. he's so easy. Yeah. He's not challenging me or anything. Right. And then, um, the only difference was he went into it. He's, he wanted to see his room. Some of them don't care. They don't ask. Right. But he was like, oh, can I see his room? And I was like, oh, okay. But because I've worked with the union, I know that sometimes they will ask to see their room. Mm. And that's like a new thing for Riverside County because I think they do it out in the desert areas. They would go oh, and check yeah. out their room yeah. and stuff. But now, so now I'm used to it. And then, so they, they just, yeah, they go through everything. Mm. But um. I st- like I said, I still get anxiety because I never know who I'm going to get. Hmm. Every year is different. Right. But um, it's not so. And it took me a while to get like, um, what is it that I have for him? It's um, where you get, because he gets the maximum hours. Okay. So it's where you're, oh God, I can't, I'm drawing a blank here. <laughs> but um, okay. when you get, the extra hours because he's oh, not supposed to be left alone. Right. So, right. um, but it took me three years, I think, to get that before I finally got it. And I gave up on trying to get it. But then one worker came and she goes, does he get, God, I can't think of it. Um, That's and I was like, no. And she, she was like, and then she just had a look on her face. Like, why not? Mm. You know, she, cause she could tell she's she like, it's like, obvious. He right. can't take, he shouldn't be left alone. So, um, and then, and then she got it for me and stuff. So, and then another reason why he got it is because I've learned that I have to be very upfront with his doctors. So he has a a primary and then he has a psychiatrist. Mm. And so I have to go to them and I have to explain how he is. Right. And, you know, like he, he gets angry. So he has, he has a, what I call a happy pill he has a happy pill, but then he also has a bipolar pill that he takes. Mm. And since he takes that, he's so much easier to manage. Wow. So, but if he's not taking it, he gets angry out of nowhere. 
and he will he'll leave. He likes to he'll get angry out of nowhere and then he'll take off. Wow. So with the pills, he doesn't do that. Hmm. And stuff. So. Well, yeah, because that could be scary and dangerous when you're out trying to find him and trying to get him back to where he needs to be for well, safety. Well, yeah, no, because he doesn't time, talk to people. He mm. took off and he ended up in a psych ward because wow. he doesn't talk to people. So the police picked him up. And then when I took advantage of it, so when he was in the psych ward, I was like, oh, you know, so I I made it sound worse than what it was. So they did an evaluation. Mm-hmm. They held him. Mm-hmm. And from there, I was able to get him a psychiatrist because I couldn't get one before right, that. Right, right. So, yeah. And, and his that. social worker at the time, it was a different lady. She was very helpful to me, too. Yeah. And then she kind of gave me some advice on what to do. Like she told me, she said, don't report it to IHSS that, you know, he was missing. Mm. And, you know, she's like, she's like, don't, unless they ask, she's like, if they ask, you have to tell right, them. But right, she's right. like, but don't, you know. Don't give yeah. So, but she helped me. And, and then, um, yeah. So that's how I got him a psychiatrist. And then that's how he got on the meds. And then it's so much easier taking care of him now since he's on the meds and stuff. Well, and I think even though that frustrating circumstance happened, again, I mean, we are constantly saying sometimes things happen for us mm. instead of to us. Because oh, to help, to had help that us circumstance get- not come, you wouldn't be where you're at now. And you'd still be in that cycle and that circle going crazy going yeah. around the, the merry-go-round yeah. of frustration yeah. trying to haul him back and get his emotions and all his stuff under control especially when he doesn't know how to communicate with you and he doesn't know how to control right. his anger and his frustration and when you know when he doesn't yeah, talk exactly yeah you know it becomes a real hard pattern for him yeah and then those who are trying to take care of him and you know so, and mm-hmm. you bring that up with some people who have mental disorders, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to put their family on medication. Mm-hmm. But if you think, like, just like you were saying, he yeah. doesn't know how to control his anger. Right. And he doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's where the medication helps. Right, right. Yeah. Because yeah. then he can think clearly because we don't know what's going on in their head. Right. And a lot of them, a lot of them, are schizophrenic Mm. and that's when they act out they hear these voices and they act out because all these voices are telling them different things and then they start they start flipping out and stuff Mm. so i'm all about the medicine Mm. you just have to you know just manage it watch it and you know if you see that they're on something and all they're doing is sleeping then that's not that's not the right medicine for them gotcha. right but if they're taking something and they're still having outbursts and they need a different well, dosage I think that's or they need where, a different yeah, yeah i think mm. that's where you know it becomes very crucial that you're you know on top of things with his doctors and like you said very right, open yeah. honest communication yeah, and, yeah. and and be and that establish advocate a good for them. with them too yeah. yeah yeah so that they can help out instead because of- they're helping you help them right mm-hmm. so and, right yeah and they're not against you the doctors will help you if mm-hmm. as long as you you make it clear to them mm-hmm. yeah. because they deal with that all the time yeah so. Yeah, because some people are afraid to tell them right. things, and it's like, don't be afraid. You can't resolve it if you don't put it out there. So, for like for those listening that may just be uh, starting in in this caregiver space, and uh, whether it's someone with autism or uh, an illness, um, 
this this part of like communicating and making relationships with the doctors is like key. Yeah. Um, in any, yeah, it doesn't any matter field. what they're, yeah. 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 They're making, social workers, they're, they're other resources I mean, yeah, that just help like, you. Like with your mom, you yeah. said your mom had the stroke and it's key for you to be in tune with her doctors. Yeah, absolutely. Had to be, you know, cause she couldn't speak for herself. <laughs> or, you know, uh, you know, Celia, how are you feeling? Today? Oh, I'm fine, Mom. You're not fine. Yeah, <laughs> right. You were just complaining, oh, my shoulder. You know, yeah. you have to communicate for right. them. So being the voice is also, uh, you're also being the one that makes the relationship with the with the, the doctors and whom, whomever else is involved with their life. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, you, you, whether, whether it's a relationship to put boundaries with, those doctors or nurses. Yeah, yeah or, sometimes you have to. Yeah, and it's like no, you know, or the making a relationship to enrich, uh, like I said, with your social work. Because I had the same experience. And um, I wanted to back up just a little bit. Um, the the, uh, the assessment that we're talking about is, um, and, you, and some of you that are, may just, you know, be starting Beginning to be a care, it, caregiver. Yeah. Um, the in-home support services, you, you have a social worker that's assigned to you and you can, Correct me, but you get you have you have a social worker that's assigned to you that basically assesses what condition that your your uh, recipient is, so that they can um, allocate what they consider their uh, amount of funds that's the amount allocated, of hours, hours allotted to you that oh, they need. Yeah, yeah to yeah. to um, for you to basically to be paid as a caregiver or um, to put into the pool of if there may be a pool of caregivers that are. Right. Under IHSS that will come in and they will get paid out of, you got X amount of hours, let's say it's 50 hours or yeah. 200 hours or whatever. And see, and that's another area mm. where you really want to be open and honest with them about what you do for that person. Yeah. Because that's going to determine, you got to make them understand all the stuff you do and yeah. the timing it takes, Yeah, which is very important. Um, if you do a separate, if they have a different diet than you, which most of the time they do, and how you have to do that separately, they need to know all of that stuff so that they can make the correct assessment for right. you. Right. Yeah, because you're so. making two meals, not one. Right. right. Yeah. Or, yeah. And you might not wash your clothes with their clothes. And, you know, there's all these different aspects that you need to, that's up to you and your client. To make them understand. Right. And and in my case, I have to do it because my brother doesn't speak. So. Yeah. And with your case, your same. mom's not going to tell them everything. Mm. She so, doesn't remember everything. Yeah. I'm yeah. great. And they'll always do that. That's what your son My did. son, you could, I mean. Even though I told him, I said, you don't, don't tell them you. He yeah. Because he wants to come off like, hey, I'm a man. I'm good. Yeah. I'm a I don't girl. need help yeah. with this. No, she doesn't help me with that. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. So. The first year, he really, he really, really did not give himself any service because, yeah, she kept saying, you know, does your mom do this for you? And he's like, nope, I do it. And I was right. like, in the background, like molar dust, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you but know no, that I do that for you. But that's when you have to step in and say, that's no. not true. You know, I no, do that and for I, you. I did do that, but because it was a new county and a new worker, she didn't know us. Right. And so then it becomes my word against his. And she's like, well, I got to go by what he says. Right. So yeah, after she left, I was like, why would you do that? Why did you tell her I 
that you do your own laundry, that you cook for yourself. Never done your own laundry. I'm like, you're right. blind. You don't cook for yourself in the and, kitchen when I'm gone. And, and I'm sure you said, well, then you need to start cooking for yourself because I'm not getting paid for it. So I'm just, yeah, it got to Since be. you do it. It got to be very frustrating because he's, as you know, you both know him. He's not a go with the flow kind of kid. And yeah, the doctors have him, you know, his diagnosis looks poor and grim and his health is terrible. But yeah, you ask him how he's doing. He's like, oh, I'm great. The Lord's blessing me. I'm having a very prosperous, (laughs) fulfilling day, you know, and you're like, yeah, (laughs) we both know that you spent the whole day on the couch. (laughs) But that's that's why it's important Mm. that if you do have a client and they they speak up, you need to. You got to follow up and say, no, that's not true. I actually do this and this. Right. And I always tell people, and this is really important, Mm. um, write down, take a note of everything that you do and time it too. Mm. And I'm telling you, when they come and you got your little notepad Mm -hmm. there. And it's got everything out. When you're organized and they see, because I did that. They see that, Mm -hmm. it makes a difference. It does. does They won't mess with you so much because they see, oh, No, it is true what you say, because I did that. You you taught me that. And I did that the second year that they came around and I said, okay, this is what he said last year. Right. This is what I do now. This is what actually happened. Right. And then she was able to go back and look at the other county and say, well, you know what? You were getting more hours. Mm. I mean, she took the time. Again, I had a new worker because, again, Mm -hmm. it was a new year and someone different. And she actually did take the time to really look into. So it does make a difference who you get. Yeah, Yeah, it does. And she, you know, so... And then by then, my son was more like, well, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. she she does kind of help out more, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. And... So it was better this year. So I didn't get a lot more hours, but I at least got five more hours a week, which became more helpful. That's 20 more hours a month. Yeah. And that's what I tell him. That makes a big difference. Yeah. So it's like, so you have to take account of that. And it's really hard when it's, when you're, it's the first assessment, you don't know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's, and like I said, (laughs) I still get nervous, but now what I do is I get like his his cards and everything. And I don't write down everything like I used to, but I'll still have a notebook right there. Mm. And then if I feel like they're intimidating me, I might flip it open and then they won't even it ask. Changes, yeah. 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 yeah Cause they're like, sense. okay, she kind of knows what she's doing yeah. and stuff. But yeah. then also, well, and I think if you're there to help them, help them do their job and make their job there with you a little easier too yeah you know, like you said well, you have everything you see down, it that way but and then, then they have you, you have know some of them that are tyrants and you know and they're just yeah. like i'm gonna save the county money this year yeah. i'm gonna be the superstar I one i think that's how my first one <laughs> yeah no yeah because some yeah, of them sure. act like they're they're paying out of their pocket yeah and, it's like, and they're trying to cut back and stuff and then if you're lucky you'll get a new person because <laughs> yeah, they don't no, know. I, and yeah. then, you we know. gained. I gained. So the first, I had the first assessment. The second lady that came in was filling in for whoever I was supposed to be assigned to, and I'm really thankful because she came in. The first year I had 96 hours. 
when she came, she was like, oh, no. And it, and it went to 140 hours a month. So it was like um, almost Amazing. double. Then, then yeah. you feel like you were ripped off, right? Yeah, you were like, like well, why didn't this other person give me that before? Yeah. Right. And, yeah. I, and I and I knew I felt or I knew that she was like, come on. It's like, she was jipping. She was doing, you know. Two well, and I think, and, too, they don't always, you know, if they might be in training or they might be in learning. And I mean, I've just so, learned along the way, and there could it be makes some, a big difference on how they're trained and what they do and their workloads. Because yeah. maybe they yeah. only have 20 minutes to spend with you and they might not ask you all 500 questions they're supposed to ask you so they can check 500 boxes. Because I've talked you to know? people where they're mm-hmm. like, she was here and gone. And then yeah, I, I, I get, I'm lucky. They always stay at least an hour mm-hmm. with me. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I don't, I meant that sarcastically. I, I would be happy if they left in 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. So it's like, it's good to just be prepared because they do have a big workload. And, yeah. and like I said, just, you know, be nice to one. Yeah, you help because they are there to help you regardless right. of how yeah. their day is prior to them knocking on and, your door. And if they're having but, a bad day mm-hmm. and then you're being mean to them. Yeah, they're not going to help you. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to take it all out on you. They're like, okay, I'm docking them these hours and everything yeah. and stuff. So it's a this is this is really good because of assessments and like you said, the first time you do it, um, yeah, no idea. But someone did uh, the social worker before the assessment was like same thing. Write things down what you do and you and Christy shared a lot with yeah. me. Uh, make sure you, you you have this ready to go and. <laughs> It helped somewhat, um, but she was still asking mom questions, and I knew mom's condition. But she was like, "I have to, you know, I have to ask her." Right, like and they when, did Jeffrey. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Jeffrey's like, "Mom's like everything. Yeah, it's okay. Oh yeah, I cook. I I do. <laughs> Mom, you do not." And yeah, the second one, the second year, like I said, when I was able to. But come now prepare, you have power of attorney too, right? Yeah, I, I had it both. I had them at both, both times. times, but like you said, I the. the the one was, she's been here for 30 years because yeah. she made it clear that I've been doing this for 30 years and, um, you know, I know what I'm doing. It's like, yeah, oh, see, I, those are the ones you got to watch out for. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. So she's, like you said, protect, I don't know. Yeah, but don't them. like, and it's like, it's it gets really hard because you don't, but if you challenge them, mm-hmm. they're going to make it hard for you. Right. But that doesn't mean that, like, whatever that outcome is, because there's a lot of them like that. They're, they're looking to dock your hours. Mm-hmm. And if they do... Don't get upset. Just, you know, that's when, because we have rights. So you just ask for for another assessment. Mm. And that's and that's good to know because mm. the in-home support services does have a union. And you do get to call your union people when you yes. feel that yeah. way, right? And that's, yeah. So that's how I got involved because um, the right. first year I did it, when she did the first assessment on him, and she said 40 hours. I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. I'm like, I have to be with this guy all the time. I have to do everything for him. Right. I'm like, and you think that's only worth 40 hours? Right. And so. Um, a month, not a week. Yeah, a month. A month. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. yeah. So the following year when the assessment was coming up, and I remember it was that morning, and I called one of my other friends, that's a caregiver, and she goes, call the union. She's all, just call the union. Mm. So I was like, oh. Okay, because I forgot I had a union, so mm. I called them, and then they gave me advice. He said, cancel the appointment, mm. and he's, he's uh, canceled the I was like, but they're going to be here in a few hours. He's like, that's okay. Cancel the appointment. He said, just say that your brother's sick, 
he said, and then reschedule it. And then in that time, I went to a class that the union had. Mm. It was It's called advocacy. Mm. And then, so I did what he said, and then I went to the class. And then I learned how they do the assessments and wow. what they're looking for. And that's where I learned right. to take down notes right. and, you know, time everything. So, wow. and once you understand what they're looking for, it's so much easier yeah because you now you're like playbook. right so there it's like they have to look at a lot of stuff in that short amount of time that's why it's important that we give them the picture so when we have our notes and we say okay yeah i do do that but it takes me a long time you have some people who have to not only do you have to cook for them but you might have to cook and special dishes mm -hmm. yeah. um, because they have so many allergies mm -hmm. and everything. You have to wash them a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's more than a two-step thing. It's more than just washing and rinsing. They oh, might yeah. have to put it in other stuff. Oh, yeah, my son with his There's immune a, system, yeah. his everything has to be completely separate. Well, his dishes, his... The sanitizing. I mean, when, yeah. his, when he and, and the girls lived together, when I had all three of them in one house, my son had his own refrigerator. Yeah. His own wow. dishes, yeah. his own And you have work. to explain all of that because to them. Because they don't, they so don't have they an immune system. So they can't cross-contaminate. Wow. Yeah. You know, all the different things you do. Yeah. Right. If you have to give them breathing treatments, you have to tell them. I have to. And if wow. you give, let's say, three to four a day, then you want to tell them. Yeah. I give at least four a day, at mm -hmm. least. And that's on a good day. Mm -hmm. Then yeah. they'll say, well, what's a bad day? And then you tell them a bad day could be seven because that's what they're going to put down. They're going to average it, right? Yeah, right. They they're going to average it out. Right. So sometimes we do it to ourselves, but if we don't know. Yeah, you can't predict what the right. future is going to bring. So you yeah. have to let them know that. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Mm. So it's like all those different things. And then you let them know, even if it's not documented. Like, for instance, your mom, you when you the next assessment say, you know, she's she's very forgetful now. And, you know. I have to remind her about this. And, you know, I'm working mm. with her doctor to see if she is in the first stages of dementia. Mm -hmm. But this is what's going on. Right. Because then they'll take that in consideration. Right. So they might not be able to give you the full amount of hours because people with dementia and Alzheimer's, they that's, that's another one where you'll get the full mm. amount of hours because they cannot be left alone anymore. Right. Yeah. You always have to have somebody watching them right. because they'll endanger themselves, right? right? So those are hmm. really important things that you have to do. But like I said, it's like um, I've learned no matter if they come in strong and they're like tyrants, just stay calm and be nice. Yeah. And hmm. then they're more likely to help you if you're, you're being nice. Wow. So... This is really good information. <laughs> so yeah, helping them help you is a right. big, is yeah. a big but, And then if, if you do get your hours cut, because it happens, you know, it's, don't get, you know, too upset. Just Because you can call your union, you call your union. and ask them for a new, a new reassessment. Yeah. Instead mm -hmm. of waiting a whole year, mm -hmm. which is something I didn't know about. So. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. You, you meet with them and then you tell them what's going on. And then they will, they will, you know, they can give you advice. They know what, you know, a lot of times they might know that, that worker, 
you know? Right. So, yeah. And sometimes You're it like, could just... Oh, yeah, yeah. Sally and, Sue Magoo. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we know all about her. It could just be a phone mm-hmm. call and stuff. So yeah. wow. they can do a phone call and all of a sudden the social worker is calling you saying, I, I restored your hours because mm-hmm. um, it happens. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, and that's what our union's for. It's like when we feel like we need help or we're being pushed around, that's when you call the union yeah. and they'll help you out with that. Yeah. That's their job. Let's. Um, this is so good. <laughs> uh, when I bring the bring the audience, so I'm going to bring the audience up to speed again. We talked about what I, IHSS is, and <clears throat> if some of you are listening to this and like, okay, I don't know where they're talking about. I don't know where you're going. Yeah. So I remember when when my mom first had a stroke, and we were in the hospital. We had no idea. We for a whole month or two exactly if she was coming home if she was going to be in the facility for the rest of her life. We didn't know she was going to live. And, um, and so I, and for, in our case, mom was on Medicare. So, you know, it was like when that ran out, okay, we're kicking you out and right. you, you got to go wherever you got to go. So we brought her home and uh, Christy, you had let me know. So, okay. You were like, it's going to take about three months to get this all squared away. But you want to apply for it now before yeah, she gets apply out. Apply now, yeah. And so, if you're <clears throat> in the situation, apply for. And I guess this is in California. For um, Medi-Cal. No, in for California, IHSS. if you're on disability, yeah, you can. You can. They can apply for in-home support services, and the sooner you do it, the better, because once you're finally approved, you get all that back pay. Yeah. So if you wait a month, you're going to lose a whole month of of back pay. Right. So. so, like, mom was coming out in, uh, actually, at the end of March. This will be her third year. Yay, on mom. On the 27th, yeah, Hi. anniversary. And um, and I remember I started applying, I think, at the beginning of March and or earlier. I can't even remember. Yeah. But uh, I remember April 3rd was the, the approval date. But it I didn't get paid until the end of July, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. it does yeah. take a long it time. It was end of July. It, now, it paid all the way back to April 3rd. But still... But still, so all of those those months, yeah, it was it was doing the work, and uh, thankfully in my case, you know, I call her the angel next door. You know, Holly had um, was a family friend, neighbor friend, and she she helped out. Oh she my stepped goodness. up. Yeah. yeah, she was Wonder Woman. Um, came in and and understood. She worked in the medical field as well, and so she was she was cool. Um, and then we, you know, back paid her and everything and then kept going. But this is really good to understand um, and to know that it's going to take a long time. It's going to take paperwork. It's going to take you. Oh, yeah. When you first start. Yeah. yeah. It's a and very then, long process. Yeah. They make it they make it hard on purpose because they want you to give up. And and most of the time that <laughs> someone it. someone gave me the nugget of when you apply for um, disability more times than not. You're going to get turned down. You're going to get denied. Mm. You reapply. Mm. You reapply. And then you reapply again. Because what happens is, is people get tired, you know, they get tired of reapplying, even though they know they, you know, you have heart failure, you need a heart transplant, you know, whatever the case may be, you're not going to go back to work. So, you know, but they will, they weed you out, I guess you could say. They'll deny you. Wow. Right. You know, more than likely. And then you just keep reapplying because you still need it. And a lot of times I've seen it to where, mm. you know, some people aren't as fortunate and they don't get it in time when they need it. So, right, right. Yeah. You got to keep applying. You just got to be very persistent mm-hmm. 
and tenacious and yeah. yeah. And it's good to know this now so that <clears throat> to know I, that it's going. Yeah. I remember when you told me, it's like, you're like, it's going to take three months, but just keep, you know, do it. And yeah. And as a caregiver, we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to do what we need to do. Right. And figure it out. Um, but knowing that, and even in that process of waiting, it's like, okay, we're almost there. It's like, oh, well, we need another three weeks, or oh, there's one piece of paper that we need, and like, yeah, what? We, yeah, yeah, one form. Yeah. So. Oh, you know, you know, you guys <laughs> just reminded me of something. Another thing with the workers is their little attitude is, well, they're your family. Aren't you going to take care of them anyway? Yeah, I heard that comment. Yes. That, Especially oh, for you. Because yeah, they're I'm like, the that's your son. Yeah. 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 I'm like, yeah, well, but he's like, 28 and I don't want right. to wipe his grown man booty. <laughs> yeah. But you have people who are taking he argues. care of younger kids that are under. Like, yeah. for instance, your granddaughters. Yeah. And then, you know, and they'll try to tell them, well, they're your child. You're going to take care of them anyway. Yeah. But see, and it's like, yeah, I am, but I can't work because I have to take care it's of them. Right. Yeah. So I need some kind of income. Yeah. Right. I can't just live off of their disability that they're getting. Right, right. And stuff. So, yeah. So they they make it hard on everybody. And then, like, for you, they would be like, well, that's, that's your, your mom. mom. Aren't yeah. you going to take care of your mom anyway? And, you know. Yeah, that's, that's what the. And it was like, oh, well, you know what? She's on Medicare. I could throw her in in the thing. And then you guys have to pay tens of thousands of dollars a month instead of just paying me a couple of thousand. Well, and again, (laughs) yeah, we are constantly, you know, in reminder um, here as a caregiver, you know, it's to create a win-win lifestyle. Mm. So if you're not winning... Where's the win-win? That's good. Where's the win-win? You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be taken care of. You deserve to be treated like it's a job just like anything else. Right. I mean, I go Mm. into a job aside from taking care of my son. I get Mm -hmm. paid there for my services. And I work the medical field and I take care of other people. And so, yeah, I I get, do get resentful towards yeah, the people that say yeah. that to you because and you, and you get benefits, you yeah, get vacation time, yeah. I get <laughs> right, paid time so. off. Hey, hey, right, right. yeah. Time off. <laughs> so, I like with me. I'm yeah. sick, but I'm still taking care of him. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Right. It's like so, but and then the but the main thing is that you know we always need to keep in mind is like for instance your mother. If she was in a convalescent home, mm-hmm. she wouldn't be alive today. Right, right. It's because crazy. you took her in and she still lives in her house. Yeah. And so she still feels like she still has some kind of control over her yeah. life. Yeah. And she's being loved. Yeah. She's still going. Yeah. But when they don't have that and they're put in a facility. Yeah, love is your ultimate they don't, healer. They don't last so. too yeah. long. No, yeah, you're right. Because when we visited the the homes or the the facilities, and you know, we would be there every day and most for three months, have. and they don't have no one. The neighbors and it's like, oh, and they would comment. They were like, we see you guys all the time. You know, all, yeah, it's so sad. It's it's super. And super like sad. you don't ever have visitors. Yeah, yeah, that's we're we're out of time for this episode but come back for part two uh, with Cassandra here because uh, we have a lot more to share